Hello, friends. Welcome to Josiah Venture Stories. You will hear incredible stories of life change from the mission field and be inspired by the movement of God in Central and Eastern Europe. I'm your host, Gwen Gardner, and I am so excited to share today's conversation with you. Today on the show is Teresa Kearns. Teresa's first involvement with Josiah Venture was in 1996 when she and her daughters came to visit the Patty family in the Czech Republic. Her service with the ministry continued to grow, and in 2002, she became Josiah Venture's Human Resource Director. Working out of the home office in Wheaton, Illinois, Teresa builds relationships with all the missionaries by providing administrative assistance to those in the field and by preparing new missionaries for the field. She also travels overseas to encourage the JV staff and provide personal assistance to all the JV missionaries. Teresa, welcome to the show. Thank you, Gwen. It's good to be here. This is so fun. And we are actually in Wheaton, Illinois. We are. Right now, where it all started. (laughs) Crazy. So, Teresa... I was talking to a lot of people and I told them I was going to interview you and they were like, this is so exciting because everybody in JV knows who you are and they love you. So (laughs) is there anything that you would like to just first off share about your family or who you are? Okay. Well, um, not everybody knows that I actually grew up on a farm in the southwest corner of Michigan. Nice. And I have lived in the Wheaton area for almost 40 years. Whoa. Makes me seem really old. <laughs> like, who, who lives someplace 40 years? Uh, but I have three uh, children and 11 wonderful grandchildren. I am so happy and proud of them all. And I already have three that are in college. And so, and wow. more coming up. But it's great. Yeah. How old is the youngest? Oh, I was afraid you were going to oh, no. ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> he is in uh, sixth grade. Okay. I know by, I go by, by grades. grades. Yeah, grades is a good yes. way to Sixth ask. Grade. Yes, grades. Yeah. Well, amazing. So you have lived in this area for 40 years. You said, wow, <laughs> wow, amazing. Um, any other fun facts about Teresa that we should know here in the beginning? Here's a fun fact. My first job with having grown up on a farm was uh, milking cows for uh-huh. a neighbor. Was it a dairy farm that you grew up uh, on? Yes, you, okay. I didn't grow up on a dairy oh, okay. farm. Uh, we had another animal called pigs in our fam. Okay. So we had the, the aroma ones. Oh. But, uh, but no, I worked on a, a dairy farm. Nice. For a neighbor. Okay. Wow. So farming is in, your, is in your history. I did not know that about you. Mm-hmm. So there you go. See, I'm learning yeah. something new <laughs> right <laughs> off the bat. Okay. So, Teresa, you love Josiah Venture. You mm-hmm. love this movement. And we all know that about you. But of all, my question is, of all the JV countries, which one do you like to visit the most? Okay, this one <laughs> is a tough one because I have had the privilege of traveling into so many different countries. And I've, I think I'm only missing four JV countries that I haven't okay, been gonna, in. Yeah, I was going to ask you, have you been to all of them? Yeah, I've missed four so far. Um, but... I am not the kind of person to say, okay, this is my favorite one because I wouldn't want anybody else to feel bad. Like, yeah. I, like I didn't enjoy being in your country. Oh, oh, oh no. So <laughs> I, I'm not going to go there, but I will say 
that when uh, my daughter and her family were with JV, they served in Croatia. Yes. So I can say that that was my favorite country to visit for a few, you know. Yes, for a Croatia few is delightful. Yes. It is. I mean, it is beautiful driving down the coast of Croatia on the Adriatic Sea, mm-hmm. going down towards Albania. I mean, it's just breathtaking. Beautiful. Yes. And they lived in Split. They lived in Split. Mm-hmm. And then did you enjoy Split the most or other places in Croatia that you liked? Well, there's such a difference between northern Croatia and along the coast. Right. And even like the islands compared to the mainland. Yeah. Yeah. Because the um, the northern would remind me of being in Czech or, you know, any other right. Central East European country, really. Yeah. But when you got down to uh, Croatia, or the to Split or that area or along the coast, then it reminded you of being, you know, like in the Mediterranean. Yeah. It was like, yeah. oh, I am someplace different. This is someplace <laughs> totally different. Yes. Yeah. Now, do you have a fun travel story? Oh, you can share with us. I, I probably have a lot of travel stories. <laughs> I'm sure. Over the years. Uh, some good. Some like, oh, my goodness. Uh, so the one that I, I uh, am, am, would like to, to share is uh, a growing one. It's not okay. just a fun one that yes. I had. Oh, yeah, a growing but one. But this good. is a growing one. And it was in the beginning of my travel. And I was taking a bus from uh, Riga, Latvia mm-hmm. to um, Tallinn, Estonia. Oh, wow. Okay. And I was dropped off at the bus station. Didn't really kind of know what I was doing. And in, you know, you're kind of scared. You have no idea what the person is asking me. You know, do you want my passport? Do you want my a ticket? What do you, you know, want? <laughs> well, in the process, somebody could tell I am, you know... Didn't know what in the world I was doing. Yeah. And so he reached into my backpack and he got my wallet. And so I didn't realize it until I was on the bus. And then I thought, oh, my goodness, I have no money. Oh, no. Oh, what am I going to do? And um, thankfully, I had a phone and thankfully, I had my passport. Mm-hmm. So I just um, used my phone, called the credit card companies and canceled all those and and I thought, okay, Lord, this is an opportunity for you to just kind of go pave the way for me with, I had a few coins in, in my pocket, and uh, but I made it. I made it all the way to uh, Estonia. You know, I couldn't buy any food or anything. So, oh, no. Right? <laughs> I was starving. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the missionaries there picked me up, so everything was fine after that. But that's oh, one of those, you know, experiences. I've, I am much more careful. Right. Especially in a bus, yes. you know, you know, kind of, you learn what kind of areas you need to be a little more yeah. cautious in. Yes. And so you have experienced pickpocketing. Yeah, I, have, I have, yes. Wow. Yes, I have. Wowzers. So, so that's my fun <laughs> travel story. Yeah, I, like, I like that <laughs> distinction, distinction of a growing story. It was something you learned along yeah. the way. That's yes. Great. Well, Teresa, before we get into like your history with Josiah Venture, I would love to know your story of faith. Like, how did you come mm-hmm. to know the Lord? Mm-hmm. This is an exciting one. To Yay, show. good. Um, I grew up in a, a religious home and I knew about God, but I never heard the message of the gospel. Mm. So it wasn't until I was 19 that a pastor had taken the Bible and he opened it up and he actually read verses in there and explained to me why Jesus died on the cross. 
Wow. I thought, I have been going to church all my life, and I never understood what he had done for me. Yeah. And um, I, I just, I was amazed. And he gave me, actually gave me the Bible, first Bible I'd ever had. And I mean, I had tried, we had a family Bible and, you know, these big, huge thing. Right. And, yeah. Giant. And, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I had, had tried reading it one time and I thought, oh my goodness, I, I couldn't make sense out of anything. But, you know, it was amazing because this time the Bible started to make sense to me. Hmm. And it's just like the verse that, you know, God opens their eyes. Mm -hmm. And that's where my eyes were opened up. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, uh, it was just one night all by myself alongside, you know, knelt down beside my bed. And I said, you know, Lord, I, I really don't have any choice. This is the, uh, what are the options? It's, you yeah, know, it's only I'm way. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so I knelt down beside my bed. I had no idea what, you know, really what I was doing or yeah. what it all meant. But I had just, you know, asked, you know, I said, Lord, I'm a sinner and I need you, Jesus. I have, you know, I can't do it without you. Oh. And asked him to forgive me of my sins. And, you know, my a new life started. I was how, how 19 old? years old. 19 years old. Mm -hmm. Wow. And since then, just... I, I, Walking been, closely. I've been growing ever since. Another growing story. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have not arrived. <laughs> Never. Oh. Never. Wow. That is incredible. Yeah. And then, so let's just talk about your life after, like, after becoming a believer. Like, what mm -hmm. happened in your life after 19 year old Teresa becomes a believer? And then what happened? Well, when I told my parents what had happened and what I did, uh, my mom cried and my dad yelled at me oh. and just said, you are condemning us to hell. And uh, they wanted nothing to do with me. Really? Wow. And so at that point, uh, my, uh, my husband had gotten saved a month before me. Uh -huh. Well, you were married then? We were not married. Okay, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, not, no. Okay. I was, okay. I was 19. Yeah, I, was, I was like, wow, <laughs> Teresa, when did you get married? Okay. I got well, married. I get, actually, we'll talk about that. Yeah, no. yeah, I got married at 20. So it's oh, yeah. Okay. Those <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, This was many years ago. Yes, you know, you yes. did things differently back yes. then in a small town. Um, when when Rich had gotten, come to know the Lord, he, he really, the Lord just did a 180 in him. Mm -hmm. And he was on a, a path of science. Uh, he was going to be a, we had it all figured out back then, you know, uh, he was going to be a geologist and he was going to go to Cornell, get his master's degree. We were going to go to the Middle East because that was when the oil was huge and you could just make lots of money. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of the trajectory that we were mm -hmm. thinking. Mm -hmm. And when, um, uh, when he got saved, he had a job on the railroad and so he was a brakeman. So he just really rode the train a lot. And then, you know, until they stopped, then he got out and did his work. So he just read his Bible. And this is your husband. My yeah, husband, yeah, yes. Yeah. He read his Bible all the time. And uh, and he said, you know, I need to do something different in my life. Mm. And so uh, he heard about a Bible college. And so at 19 years old, we both got in a car. And I uh, drove down to South Carolina and 
he started at a, at a Bible school and I worked at the university. So oh. that was how we first started out. Which Amazing. Bible, which Bible school? We were at uh, Bob Jones University. Oh, Bob Jones. Yes, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We had no idea, no clue what we were doing at all. It was just a school that we had heard about. And he says, okay, that's, you know, I want to learn the Bible. So that was before you got married. That was before we got married. So then you're in school. One year and then we got married. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear more about about your husband. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Well, I met my husband in kindergarten. Wow. If you can imagine. Wow. (laughs) So we had known each other and grew up all all of our lives together and went off to college together. And um, so he, the, when God had just really done a work in his heart, he really had a heart to want to reach other students, other people, and really see their trans lives transformed like mm-hmm, his. Mm-hmm. And um, so he, the Lord just really gifted him in a special way in coming alongside of men. Mm. And so uh, he was just really used in a way of discipling um, college students for a while. We worked with a college ministry uh, just because we had such a heart mm-hmm. for that age and knew what a difference it would make. Just even like Josiah Venture, young people, you yes. reach them young and you, you know, you got they change, yeah. that changes their whole trajectory of their life. Right. Like it did for us. Yes. And, um, and so... Um, so we did that for a while and then we came back, uh, towards, uh, towards the North, uh, and moved back up, uh, up to this area. And he did business for uh, a couple years just because as we were missionaries and, uh, you know, we didn't have a whole bunch of money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so he just, you know, we just to really financially take care of the family at that point. Yes. We, yeah. ha- he had to get a job. So he did. He actually did very well in the business world, and um, but the opportunity came at our church, and they wondered, okay, would you like to be the associate pastor? Oh, okay. And, and you know, he was just on the cuspids of, you know, I, I look at all of our other friends that were there, and I mean, uh, they're doing very well mm-hmm. financially, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, all of that. Uh, but we asked ourselves, a hundred years from now, what are we going to have? Right. And that's kind of what really, you know, we had been in ministry, so we had an idea what it, what it meant mm-hmm. and uh, what it was would require of us. But we said, this is just really not an issue again. You know, God's uh, God's got us here, and yeah. this is what he really wanted us to do. So we changed, and he became the pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the church, and um, I still have people come to me. Twenty, it's been twenty-eight years now wow. since he's passed away. Yeah, uh, that come to me and just say, "Of you know what an influence, what an impact he had had on my life." I even wow. had one just last year when I was snow blowing outside in the driveway. The <laughs> uh, uh, somebody came and, and stopped, and he says. Do you happen to be Teresa uh, Rich Kearns' wife? And I said, yes. <laughs> and then he proceeded to tell me a story about how they had him and his wife had come to the church for a period of time. But he says it was during that time that God changed my life, and I got fired up for Jesus, and I'm serving at another church, working with um, t- 
teenagers, hmm. uh, a lot of unwed mothers and that type of thing. And I thought, ah, oh. I mean, and I had no guy, no clue who he was. Right, right. And um, wow. it's it, and that's really you know, even in the midst of it all this time, it's it's still a blessing to me. Yeah, you know, just to hear those stories. That is incredible. So yes. Then how how long were you married before he passed away? We were married. T- um, 21 years. Okay. 21, 21 22 years, years right okay. in the middle of there. Mm-hmm. So he was only, uh, we were 40, almost 42 when he okay. passed away. So our, yeah. our kids were, um, the youngest was junior high. I had one just entering high school and mm-hmm. one that finished high school. So Yeah. And how did, how did he die? He had cancer. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. And um, yeah, been 28 years. I still miss him. Sure, for sure. Don't and now it's him. been, that, I'm not, that must be strange for you. It's been longer that you've oh. had without him than you had with oh, him. Yes. And, and well, you, when well you, not counting the kindergarten years, but. <laughs> when you think of it out of my family, it's only my kids that have known him. None of the spouses, right? none of the grandchildren have ever met him. So it won't be till heaven. On this side of heaven. heaven. That's, That's right. right. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Well, what has the Lord taught you about loss during yeah, all these years of not having your husband. Mm. But this uh, is interesting because um, when we were back uh, in in our 20s, we I had a friend and her dad had suddenly passed away. Mm-hmm. And he was a pastor and um, his wife just was so bitter against God and just could not see any good that could ever come out of of her husband's death. And so all she did was complain. Oh, yeah. And it just you could just see the bitterness was so deep. And I, back then, I mean, I was 20 years old, and I asked the Lord, okay, if something like this ever happens to me, Lord, please don't let me be bitter yeah. like this. And how did I, I never even imagined that 20 years later, I would be facing the same thing mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. death of my spouse. Um, but when Rich was first diagnosed with cancer, he was preaching through Romans 8. Mm. And he was on the verses, Romans 8, 28, and 29. How fitting can it be? How you know? fitting, yes. <laughs> okay. So it was, it was really a test for us, though. Right, because it's that. So I mean, we talked about. It. He says, "Okay, so I just taught this. I told everybody this is what you should believe. All things work yes. together for good." But yes. now we're facing it. You yes. know, okay, this is potential death here. Uh, do we? Or do we really believe it? Hmm. And that was um, that was really a turning point for mm-hmm. me as I as I remembered back to um, my friend's mom. And how she responded. And I just said, you know, I do believe that God can bring good out of this situation. Yes. And I think the key to me is verse 29. Because it says that um, all things work together for good. And the reason is because God wants to use it to conform my life to be more like Christ. Mm -hmm. So there is a purpose behind it. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I really, you know, I think one of the, in dealing with the loss, I really had to say, okay, God didn't uh, call me home at this point. So he's got something else for me. 
He's got a purpose for me. Yeah. What is it? And and don't wallow in self-pity, mm-hmm. but get on with it and see what he's got in store for you. Now, you know, in that loss, uh, you know, oh my goodness, there were many times where I thought, I think you made a mistake, Lord. <laughs> I would, it, I should have been the one to go. Rich could have handled this much better than me. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, and there was many of those times. But I, you know, even in all the other different, you know, hardships that have come my way over the last 28 years, mm-hmm. I just still firmly believe that, you know, God's going to bring good out of it in my life. Mm-hmm. Rich used to always say, um, it's not for us to ask why, because we might never know the answer yeah. to the why. Yes. But uh, just ask, what God, what do you want to teach me through this? Right. Yeah. What am I, what are you trying to? What, what do I need to learn? Change the question. Change the question. The question. Not yes. why. And I'm sure when I when I get to heaven, I, I don't care about the why anymore. Yeah. You know, it's not right. going to matter. Yeah. But really, you know, what do you want me to learn? And so I really sought to, okay, always check and see, God, what's your purpose for me? Mm-hmm. And don't let me just wallow in self-pity, but okay, use this as a stepping point to what you got next for me in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how am I going to get, how am I going to grow closer to you? That's right. That's right. So. And I I would never use the word bitter to describe you, Teresa. Oh. You are just so full of joy and full of purpose. Like you are someone I look at that has lived a life of purpose. And so, yeah. It, it, well, it's because I really do firmly believe it with my whole heart. I do. Yeah. and And so, if I believe that God's going to be good, get good out of this, and he's going to use it in my life, then why am I going to complain? Or why am I going to, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, let's look at the bright side of what's going on. There is good goodness through suffering, yeah. through loss, through yeah. all of that. And yeah. without the suffering, I would have not gotten to know him in the way that I have. Yeah. So, so I can't. So I know it's, it's, a, stra- it's a strange it's thing. It's a strange to think thing. About. Yeah, it is. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing about Rich and just the life that you had mm-hmm. with him and what you've learned. Because also, I know that he had a big part to play in even Josiah Venture. So yeah. let's talk about that uh-huh. and how you've been Josiah Venture's beginnings, even. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I had mentioned that, you know, we first came associated with Josiah Venture really before it ever began, mm-hmm. because uh, Dave and Connie were here uh, in the Wheaton area. Dave was working on his master's degree. And so they had visited our church. And Dave and uh, uh, Rich really struck up a, a tremendous friendship mm-hmm. throughout that time. And uh, and Dave, at that point, was just really, you know, Eastern European and Central Central and Eastern European was just opening up. The walls were falling down. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so, Lord, who's going to go reach these people? Yeah. And then, <laughs> you know, of course, the Lord says, you. <laughs> uh, you did. <laughs> yeah. And so that was, you know, in 1993 is when they they and another family, the Hashes, one moved to Poland and one moved to the Czech Republic. And JV began. Right. And so uh, that's when I first got to, involved with, you know what became JV, mm-hmm. and uh, and then like like you had said earlier, 
we had always wanted to come over to the Czech Republic, you know, Mm -hmm. Rich and I did together. And then I always thought, oh, you know, Dave said, oh, come, come visit us with the girls because the girls were younger then and, um, you know, teenagers. And so I said, what am I going to do? You know, I can't preach. I can't, you know. What am I going to do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. How am I going to use? Well, the Lord had a purpose for it. You know, and at that point, Connie had little kids. And so I got the privilege of coming alongside of her. And uh, I mean, there were just interns in the house in the summertime all the time and, you know, meals. And she had little kids. And that's how I really got to know Dave and Connie in a much deeper way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. really got more of a heart for what JV is and, and what it does. Mm-hmm. So. so as far as timeline goes, had, had your husband already passed away by yes. the time mm-hmm. JV started? He, he passed okay. away in 94. And, and yeah. And, yeah. Nine, wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So JV had started and Dave was already overseas. Right. When he passed away. And just that friendship that they had and the encouragement yeah. that he could have just as JV was starting. Incredible. Mm-hmm. So talk about your role now. Okay. And the one, it's a role you've had for many years. Okay. I mean, looked a little different, but yeah, we'd yeah. love to hear more <laughs> about that. So in 2002, JV uh, became its own 501c3 uh, um, mission organization. And um, at the same time, I was becoming an empty nester. All of my kids were, you know, off on their own. And so it was, again, one of those pivotal turning points, like, okay, Lord, what purpose do you have for me? Well, typical David laugh at this one, but, you know, I have just the plan for you. (laughs) (laughs) And so he invited me, and then I had a friend that I had invited also, uh, and we were the only ones on the U.S. side of the ocean that, you know, kind of took care of JV. Everybody else was living overseas. Mm Mm-hmm. And so in the beginning, it was really a matter of, what in the world do we do? Yeah, how do we do this? <laughs> oh, I mean, how, what kind of forms? What do you need? I have no idea. You know, <laughs> well, we have to write a handbook. Oh, what is that? <laughs> all the, fi- the, oh, all no. the things, fin- oh. man, finances, all the things. I tell you, those, those missionaries of the first years of JV, like, oh, poor people. <laughs> <laughs> they survived. And, they, and so many of them are still with JV, but it's, you know. Uh, a little different process. It was now. a different process yeah. than what it is now, most definitely. But I love to par- uh, I love people, and God has gifted me administratively, and so it was a, a really a perfect fit for me. It's yeah. you know metamorphosed over the over the you know years, and now it's uh, is more of an HR role, mm-hmm. and so we help to um, mobilize uh, new missionaries. And, you know, and care for them once they're on the field and administratively and that type of thing. Mm So it's changed. I feel like human resources is just a fancy way to say people and paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, because there's not there, we don't have a big staff here in in the U.S., especially the office part. And so then I take care of a lot of administrative details, just things that have to be done for JV that, you know. That are so important and so vital. And I like all of us don't even know like (laughs) all the back end things that you do. So just on behalf of Josiah Venture, thank you, Teresa. I'm publicly Uh, wanting to thank you for all your years of service. Yeah. yeah. It's been 20 years now, more than 20 years. Yeah. Amazing. Yes, it is. It is. So what are your favorite parts 
of your job? Oh, like I said, I love people. And, I, you know, I am one that details don't bother me. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so I kind of like that part of it. Um, but I, I just really, I, I love building the relationships mm-hmm, with people. Mm-hmm. And, and with being able to be on the HR side of things, I'm starting with the relationships from the very beginning. When somebody first starts the application process and, and becomes a new missionary, I get to meet them. I get to get yeah. to know them. And then that that relationship builds once they get on the field, which is exciting to me. So that it it really does kind of become like family. Yes. So so what does that process look like? Even? Okay. Yeah. So um the country um you know, meet somebody or they have somebody that's that has been part of camps or serving, you know, in one way or another with them, uh, like on trips mm-hmm. um, for like the summer trips most often. And they want to pursue that person and say, I think that would be a great fit on our team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they they go through the process of, you know, asking questions. So often the person will come out and do a vision trip, you know, okay, is this, what's this like, you know? Do I fit well with the team mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all of these kinds of things? And once both the person and the country says, yes, we want to pursue this person, then it comes to the HR department. Yeah. And so we work through the application process. We, um, you know, during that time, they go through training, they um, support raise. And so we care for them all the way through that journey until they're ready to depart. And then, you know, the country takes really takes over from there. Right. But there are, you know, still things that, you know, they come back to us for. Yes, always. Throughout their career. Always coming back to you for things. <laughs> yes, yes. <sighs> so, um, so it, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful process to, to just to initiate a relationship with people mm-hmm. and then to see it build. Right. And to see God provide for them yeah. financially mm-hmm. and just spiritually, emotionally, just all yes. all mm-hmm. the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. As we're coming to the close of our interview today, just is there an, an encouraging story that you would like to share of a young person that even you have discipled or even like about your local community here in Wheaton? Um, yeah, that mm-hmm. you would like to share. Well, between my relationships with JV and the many uh, women that I've been involved with in Bible study or at church, that kind of thing, um, I have had the joy of coming alongside of a lot of women. Yeah. And and that is really very fulfilling to me. And and I don't do it in a way of necessarily, you know, sit down, okay, let me teach you this. Right. I am the kind of the person that is more life on life. Mm-hmm. And so let me let me help you. Let me walk with you, and then all the questions and everything comes up. And so, the biggest joy to me is just to see somebody walk along that path and continue uh, to grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just look at Connie Patty, right? I mean, God is really using her in in mighty ways. And you know, I remember her when she was, you know. A young mom. Yeah. yeah. And now yes. she's a grandma too. Yes. Yeah. You know, so uh, that and I had one woman that uh, I had led to Christ and then, you know, to watch her grow and then be in a position to uh, share in a big gathering of women. Mm-hmm. And I say, oh my goodness, you know. Wow. 
That's the joys of being able to come alongside of people and get involved in their lives. Right. Yeah. And be able to speak in. Yeah. See their purpose and see yeah. God working mm-hmm. and moving. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's iron sharpening iron. You know, yes. these people have had just as much spoken into my life as I've spoken into theirs. Mm-hmm. So, Amazing. Yeah. Thanks mm-hmm. for sharing that. You're welcome. And then the question we ask everyone, because mm-hmm. we are a youth organization, Teresa, mm-hmm. and I think as youth, we need the wisdom of our older generation. Yeah. So what advice would you give to young people mm-hmm. today? Okay. Um, the verse that comes to mind is Micah 6, 8. Mm. And that to me is, I've said this to my grandchildren before. Um, what does the Lord want of our lives? What does he require of us? To do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Mm. If a young person does those three things, they do the right thing, they do it with kindness, and they do it with humility before God, they are gonna, they're gonna prosper. Yeah. And God's gonna bless them. That's to me is one of the key things. Those three things. Amazing. Yes. Micah six eight, everybody. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you know, if you don't do it with kindness, you know, yeah. That is not showing Jesus to people. No, that is not. So and if you, you know, seek to make the right decisions. God helps you and walking with humility. I haven't arrived. Have not arrived. Yeah. Yes. One of my favorite little quotes. I don't even know who said it. Who knows who said it? But it was something like throw kindness around like confetti. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, here it is. And then like it lands everywhere and you can't get it off your clothes. It's just confetti is everywhere. Like that's how I think kindness Mm -hmm. should be in Mm -hmm. our world. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just be kind to one another. Yes. Well, is there anything else, Teresa, any mm. story, anything you want to say just to encourage listeners with, even with something the Lord's teaching you recently or just any closing remark? Mm-hmm. I would say that, you know, I, I, I'm getting older. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, and I would say that no matter how young or how old you are, Keep growing. Yes. Don't yes. get stagnant. It's easy. You know, you think, oh, I've I've done it enough. This, you know, it's all hat to me. No. Keep growing and keep thinking, okay, what else do I need to learn? Right now, um, I am learning more about the the gentleness and compassion of Jesus. Mm. And how much he really does love me in my view of who he is and how much he wants me to come to him for everything mm-hmm. and you know how infrequently i do that on a daily basis of you know just going through the motions and doing it without saying lord i'm just i'm just really asking god to continue to help me to see how kind and how loving he is to me he loves me no matter what i do wrong and um and he wants me to come to him mm. i mean i I'm almost 70 years old, and that is really still, I'm still learning these things. Right. I don't know if I'll ever learn, you know. Right. Someday in heaven, I won't have to That's learn right. things, maybe. <laughs> but then I can just, just rejoice and, you know, yeah, praise we'll the Lord. Just be, we'll just be rejoicing in heaven. Yes, It'll be yes. so glorious. <laughs> yes. It'll be so but, great. But, you know, I just really, you know, ask the Lord just to help me to keep growing. 
Yes. From age 19, when you accepted the yes. Lord, to 70, and just all those years of growing and walking humbly yeah. before the yeah. Lord. Yeah. 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 Oh. Especially when I think of, you know, some young people that are listening to this are just, you know, just starting their journey. Yes. Yes. And But God is faithful. He's faithful all these years he has been. And he will continue. Amen. That is so good. Well, Teresa, thank you for sharing your story with us today. It was so fun to talk to you. (laughs) Thank you. I enjoyed it. Yes, thank you. All right. Well, goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Josiah Venture Stories. For more information about who we are and our vision and mission, visit us at josiahventure.com and follow us on social media. If you have any questions about this episode or like to get in touch with our guest, please email social at josiahventure.com. To help more people hear about this podcast, please leave us an honest written review or share this episode on your social media. Thank you, friends, and have a blessed day.